Welcome to episode 91 of the weekly Yes And podcast. I'm your host, Travis Thomas, the creator of The Yap, as well as Live Yes And. You can find me on liveyesand.com, as well as social media at Live Yes And. And this is episode 91. We are talking rock steady with Drew Thompson, and we will get to that here shortly. Uh, that interview that uh, I recently did that I'm really excited to share with all of you with Drew. But before we get to that, uh, just another quick reminder that there still is time. We've got a few days left that you can sign up for the next Get Unstuck in 10 Days starting December 1st. You can find out more about that at uh, liviasand.com under events. And uh, it is $25 for the 10-day program. Uh, You get 10 principles over 10 days through 10 different emails, which includes 10 videos, 10 activities, access to me uh, on a one-to-one basis, as well as a private Facebook group of everybody going through the program, all for only $25. That's right. Sign up more. No, that's. I'm sorry about that. That's the extent of my uh, shameless plug for Get Unstuck in 10 Days. But no, it's a great, fun adventure of uh, just thinking of a different aspect um, of your life where you might be stuck creatively, financially, relationship-wise. And uh, I guarantee that in those 10 days, we will uh, address some things that help you sort of get unstuck and start thriving. So again, if you want to sign up for that, Go to liviasand.com, find the events tab, and it'll be there. Get unstuck in 10 days. Awesome. And again, uh, I'm actually recording this before Rack Friday, but knowing that I'm releasing this after Rack Friday or right around Rack Friday. But if Rack Friday has not happened yet, which of course is Friday, November 24th, where we are transforming Black Friday into Rack Friday by committing 2017 Random Acts of Kindness. Uh, It's my favorite day of the year. So get out there, uh, do something, post something with the hashtag RackFriday17, and uh, let's transform that. How cool would it be to be part of a movement that literally transformed this staple that we all know as Black Friday into something that is so inspiring and philanthropic as Rack Friday. So get out there, be a part of the movement, people. There you have it. All right, let's get into this interview that uh, I recorded uh, just over a week ago here in Jupiter. Uh, In the interview, uh, Drew and I are outside uh, near the beach uh, at a picnic table. You might hear some backup, uh, some background noise behind us, maybe some cars, motorcycles. At one point, a woman walks through with her dogs. Uh, Another woman is having a very large cell phone conversation. Uh, But for the most part, it was just Drew and I. And uh, just a little bit of background is that uh, Drew Thompson is the owner of Rocksteady Juice Joint. He has two locations, one in Jupiter, Florida, the other in North Palm Beach. And uh, I've been a fan of Rocksteady ever since they opened a few years ago. And, uh, and then I, I went in and you just get an energy, you get a vibe when you go into certain places and when you meet certain people. And I just loved the, 
the local vibe, the holistic vibe, uh, and there was just a nice sort of spiritual feel to uh, to these uh, stores as well as the people who worked in there. And then I, I read up a little bit on Drew and his story growing up uh, in a baseball family, and Drew also uh, was a professional baseball player and kind of saw his dream in life kind of take a detour and then what he decided to do with it and how he yes-anded it into um, uh, creating Rocksteady. Uh, I just knew that I eventually wanted to get him on the yap. And believe it or not, we have been trying to set up this interview for months, if not longer. And uh, But Drew is so diligent and uh, committed to his business that it's been tough to do. But we finally got it done, and I am so excited to welcome to the weekly Yes I Am podcast, direct from my hometown now of Jupiter, Florida, Drew Thompson. So please welcome to this week's Yes Am podcast, Drew Thompson. Drew, how are we doing today? Doing great, thank you. Glad to be here. Finally sitting down and uh, making this happen. All right, so Drew, we are, we're down here in Jupiter, Florida. It is a, uh, a beautiful, what, 77 degrees out, very little humidity today. Sunny and 70, you can't beat it. This is, uh, this is one of those paradise days for sure. And so, Drew, you are the owner of, uh, of Rocksteady, it's a Rocksteady juice bar? Rocksteady Juice Joint. Okay, so tell, uh, tell the listeners exactly sort of what, uh, uh, what exactly the store is all about. So uh, basically, Rocksteady, um, it started in 2015. It is a uh, all-organic or uh, cold-pressed juices, acai bowls, smoothies, salads, sandwiches, etc. North Palm, we're featuring coffee from uh, local company Pump House to uh, brothers that are doing a great thing. Uh, we got some teas, some specialty loose-leaf teas. Uh, but really, it's, uh, you know, obviously at this point, there's a lot of competition out there, a lot of places popping up that... You know, are doing similar things, but uh, you know, when it comes to Rocksteady, uh, I feel like, <clears throat> to be honest with you, you know, nobody's really doing the uh, the same, going about things, you know, the way we are with uh, with the same intentions and whatnot. You know, it's really not one of those get rich quick schemes. Uh, we're not out here to kind of not necessarily take advantage of people, but you know, overcharge for items and whatnot. One of the biggest things that I believe in is, you know, obviously sticking to the organics and. Uh, keeping it at an affordable price so that, you know, these customers and our regulars are able to come in on a regular basis and get these nutrients and whatnot that they need uh, regularly rather than, you know, pricing these items so steeply that it's not affordable on a, uh, you know, a normal budget and then people have to pick and choose throughout the week when they can make it in, you know. It's just one of them things that uh, obviously nobody gets in business not to make money, but there's a whole lot more to it. and uh, our mission, our, our kind of main goal is a lot more involved than just that. Okay, awesome. And so we'll work backwards here a, a little bit. So what, uh, what inspired you in the first place uh, to, uh, to open your own store? Uh, so basically, I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to do my own thing, uh, even when I was a kid. Uh, and if we back up even further, um, I, growing up, I, I, all I knew was baseball. Um, my background is baseball. My, my dad's background is baseball. Um, I grew up around the game. My first year that I was born was uh, my dad's first year in the big leagues, actually. And for as long as I can remember, you know, I grew up uh, going to the ballpark with him and growing up with guys like Barry Bonds and, you know, Willie Mays and Dusty Baker. And, you know, I just, I'll be the first to tell you, I did have a very interesting and fortunate upbringing. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, I, I learned a lot from that and I learned a lot of things that, you know, I wanted to incorporate into my life and a lot of things that I didn't, you know, from certain ways that certain guys would kind of handle themselves and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I took a lot from that at a young age and um, kind of put that towards my future and the rest of my life. Uh, I spent literally my whole life trying to follow in my father's footsteps and uh, make the whole baseball deal work. Um, unfortunately, with a little rut of bad luck and back issues, that was not the, uh, the case. And I was forced to kind of move on with my life. You know, obviously not everything goes as planned. Um, so it was kind of back to the drawing board, what's next? Uh, I moved home, I didn't necessarily have the college background to fall on. I signed out of high school with uh, Minnesota Twins. They were, um, you know, a blessing to give me an opportunity at the age of 18 um, and believed in my ability and uh, my character. And, you know, they gave me some money and, and said, you know, here you go, let's do it. And in my eyes, you know, this was everything that I had ever literally everything that I've ever worked for, you know, was coming true and uh, it was becoming a reality and that was 2005 and 2006 is when my back is issues started and then I spent, you know, just about six years trying to get healthy, uh, basically all day, every day. Um, and that didn't happen, so like I said, it was kind of back to the drawing board, came home, I, uh, I was in a position, you know, I was a little wise with my money. I had a little bit of money to uh, throw towards a startup. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted, you know, obviously, just like anybody else, do something that they're interested in, um, but I also wanted to help people. Um, so when I came home, I, you know, I started washing and detailing boats for uh, my buddy, Chris Black, with uh, CB Services. And that was all good, and, you know, I, I was enjoying myself. I was outside, you know, beautiful weather on these nice boats, but. Even that, at the end of the day, was real tasking and grueling on my back. I then started working uh, for my buddy, Matt Miller, who has a uh, local fish tank and aquarium business. Uh, I was trying to pick up some things from that because I thought, you know, maybe if I was really interested in this, I can, you know, start up my own thing one day and, you know, help some people out with that. And But that never really kind of took off and really sat with myself. And I was working on some other things, to be honest with you. Um, but then uh, kind of there was one that, was an outlet for all the things that I was kind of interested in when I mentioned, you know, helping people out and um, even kind of branching off and getting into different things. And I started uh, up in 2013 or 14. It was a local business here, uh, no longer with them. Um, got in business with the wrong people. We split, and that's kind of what led me to rock steady. Um, kind of dance around the question there, so I hope that kind of answers it a bit, but uh, basically, uh, to, to sum things up, I, I knew that I wanted, you know, in theory, to be my own boss and do my own thing, um, and I knew, you know, more than anything that I wanted to do something that would impact, you know, people in a positive way uh, on a daily basis, and that kind of is what Rocksteady is today, so... All right, so going back to, uh, so you're drafted by the Minnesota Twins. I imagine at that point in your life that, that baseball was everything. You probably didn't see yourself doing anything else but baseball. Oh, no. Uh, honestly, even before that, like I said, even when I was a kid, you know, I'm a big believer on, uh, you know, positive visualization and uh, things like that. And I, I mean, I'd be out there with them. Um, I did, like I said, I did not have a normal upbringing whatsoever. I'd be 10 years old on the field with uh, big leaguers taking batting practice and taking ground balls and you know it was life it was my livelihood uh, I saw it was what my dad was able to 
<clears throat> accomplish. Uh, both my parents come from nothing. I saw, you know, what hard work can do. Um, so he was my everything. He was my role model. He was my guy. Um, and uh, so 2005 comes along. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, it just, it was everything to me. Uh, I thought this was it. You know, I thought I was well on my way. And, uh, you know, life happens and, <laughs> and you go from there. But uh, yeah, baseball, to me, I mean, even even still, uh, someone really close to me actually said uh, a couple years back that I wouldn't be anything, you know, without baseball. And uh, for a little bit, you know, that hurt, uh, that really stuck. But the more I thought about it, you know, I was damn proud of it, and he was exactly right. And uh, that's really all that I have to attribute to, you know, is baseball and what I learned from that process and what I was able to take from it, not only on uh, – you know, my side, but my dad's side and what he was able to accomplish. So, you know, baseball to me is is very, very heavy in what it's been able to provide for myself, my family. Um, so, yeah. All right. And thank thank you for uh, for so vulnerably sharing that. And uh, I, I was uh, I was joking with Drew before we started the podcast that um, uh, I don't think this is what you saw yourself uh, envisioned yourself doing probably when you're growing up is, is is doing the work that you're doing now. And I, and I say that as a compliment because I see everything that you're doing, and to me it, it's uh, it's so impressive and so inspiring. And I think it's the result of you know a lot of what you know I. I focus on with sort of my yes and and live yes and, you know, uh, organization here is how do we respond to life, uh, no pun intended, when life throws us a dirty curveball, right? And so I imagine, right, when you go back to all of a sudden you're drafted and you're dealing with what seems to be unending injuries, which is preventing you from from living the thing that has always been your dream and how some people that can completely destroy so what was it? What was it during those years as you're as you're dealing with the uh, the injuries? You know how were you how were you dealing with that? What was your sense of um, motivation and inspiration that kind of carried you through those tough times? Uh, yeah, I mean to be honest, the one word that I could sum it up early on in the injury would be torture. Um, seeing you know my teammates and my friends, you know, not to knock what they've done whatsoever. I you know. I've always had those guys backs. I've always, you know, hoped for nothing but the best, but it was kind of crazy, you know, all of a sudden things coming to a halt for myself and then everybody else, you know, all of a sudden double A, triple A big leagues, uh, you know, very quickly and they're living out their dream and it's like, well, you know, what happened? Um, <laughs> so at first, you know, I was in a very dark place. Um, I'll be the first to tell you, you know, it definitely was a learning experience. It's not something that I was, you know, able to cope with overnight and was super excited about. Um, for a few years, I was in, like I said, a very dark place. Uh, I wasn't able to, you know, perform and play. Uh, I wasn't able to do what I've done just about every day of my whole life up to that point. Uh, kind of lost a little bit of identity, uh, but it opened up the doors to, uh, to so much more. And um, so through, you know, that darkness and whatnot, you just uh, keep doing your thing, you know. Uh, Life, my dad used to always tell me life's a uh, marathon, not a sprint, and just keep that big picture in mind and just kind of keep keep uh, grinding away. Yeah, was there uh, was there was there a point at any point during um, that drew where it was 
you know, when you look back on it now, when you look back on that experience, you're like, you know what? Having gone through that, or there was a moment that you look back and go, you know what? I, I wouldn't be where I was today had I not learned this lesson, or it was a, a change in thought. Is there anything that you look back and, and see that how how going through that then helped you now? Yeah, um, two actually really big things. Uh, it's even tough to admit, but one of the things going through my head as a what? How old was I at the time? Eighteen-year-old. Um, before I had went and seen the team doctor, uh, so before I was diagnosed, I was playing through, uh, through the pain every day for about three months. Um, everything was going great. I was on track. Uh, I made the all-star team that year. Um, all of the goals that I'd set for myself were, you know, being accomplished. And uh, in my eyes, as an 18-year-old kid, I didn't want to miss a little bit of time and set myself back. Uh, so rather than listening to my body, I just kind of played through the pain for a while. And that's kind of the biggest thing today is what I've realized is that without your health, you know, what are you? What, you know, what good are you? Not necessarily what good are you, but without your health, basically, that's everything. Um, obviously, fortunately for me, you know, it was just a back issue and playing sports. But on a bigger level, you know, with your health and all these diseases that are so common these days with cancers and these life-threatening you know, diseases that are going around, you know, your health really is everything. Um, so that's one thing that I learned at an early age. Um, and then also just kind of, like I said, uh, positive visual visualization and uh, the fact that thoughts become things. Um, you know, I was, I was 18. I, like I said, had been in a sense, you know, complaining and dealing with this back injury for three months. Uh, finally one day I woke up and I couldn't get out of bed <clears throat> my left leg was shot, so that's when I realized, okay, we got to do something. Uh, I went and saw the team doctor and uh, in Minnesota. So at the time, as a kid, I didn't want to, <clears throat> I didn't want to, you know, be a baby and go back to the team and not have anything wrong. So going in, you know, it was almost like I was hoping that something was there, uh, so that it would kind of justify what had been going on for the last, you know, three months. But uh, in reality, I, I kind of feel that I put that on myself and, you know, in a sense, I wished for the worst and uh, that's exactly what I was delivered. So uh, I just, you know, you take what you do from it and uh, you live and you learn. Uh, it wasn't my proudest, you know, decision, but not everybody is, you know, strong at all times. and. You know, you learn the hard way, but to me, yeah, I just I really believe that you know, positive visualization and, and thoughts do become things. Whatever you tell yourself on a, on a daily basis and constantly is, uh, you know, there's a great chance that that's what's going to pan out in the, in the future, whether it's the near future or long down the road. Uh, we as human beings, we have a lot of power, and it all starts with our minds. Yeah, no, I love that idea. I love uh, both of that, the uh, the positive visualization and the thoughts become things. I think that quote, the thoughts become things, has been one of my favorites over the years. And like you said, it's like, oh, shoot, if thoughts become things, man, what thoughts am I carrying around <laughs> a lot? And shoot, maybe that's what I continue to manifest if that's what I'm focusing, you know, um, what you attract is what you get, right? Or what you think is what you attract. 
And so let's talk more about what you are doing nowadays with, with Rocksteady. And uh, uh, sitting beside us here is a copy of Tim Ferriss's book, Tools of Titans. And uh, when you think about sort of the mission and the purpose for what you're doing with Rocksteady, uh, sort of what are you sort of inspired by uh, kind of the, you talk about visualization, what is sort of the vision you have for what you're wanting to create with Rocksteady? So uh, basically with Rocksteady, like I said, I, 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 more importantly, I wanted to do something that I could impact people on a regular basis. That, uh, that in my eyes, you know, that's the customers, but uh, also that's my staff and my employees and whatnot. Um, and, uh, you know, on the big scheme of things, I just, uh, I kind of, like I said, there's other people out there doing, you know, similar things and whatnot, but I, I really feel that the intention is different. I really feel that the drive is different. I really feel that the big picture, you know, the main goal is different. Um, it's, it's more than, you know, just selling these products and these smoothies and juices and whatnot, you know. Uh, I want my staff to realize uh, there's a whole lot more life than money. Uh, I want to uh, kind of instill, you know, on my staff and you know, the community and everything that, uh, you know, it's just that, a community, and uh, that we as individuals can do so much and accomplish so much, and we do have, you know, so much power. Uh, if we not only, you know, sit down and, and really think things out and not just put ourselves first, but, you know, put the guy next to us first and, and, and put, you know, your friends and your family and, you know, strangers, people you don't even know, you know, put them first and, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I apologize. Uh, I, uh, I'm very passionate about kind of what's going on here. I'm very passionate about, you know, my past. Um, I don't talk about it too often, so some emotions do come up. Um, but yeah, as far as my staff goes, I mean, basically I, I uh, going back to my childhood, I uh, realized at an early age that um, through my, you know, positive upbringing and, and you know, my dad, he was able to accomplish what he was, but what he instilled in us is that, you know, money's really nothing. Um, and he showed us, you know, you would never guess that he was successful from the get-go, from the way he carries himself, from the way that he dresses, uh, just <clears throat> kind of under the radar. Um, and that's kind of, you know, as I mentioned, I've always wanted to follow his footsteps. Um, so I kind of want my my staff and employees to realize that, you know, a lot of people spend their whole lives chasing this money, you know, and, and trying to uh, to stack up all this money, and it's a lot of greed, and it's a lot of ego, and, you know, a lot of people waste their whole lives chasing it, um, and then when they do get it, if they get it, they realize, you know, it's really nothing. Um, so my whole thing with this, you know, at least with my staff, is to uh, instill with them the same things that my dad did. <laughs> and just make them realize, you know, that there's a whole lot more life than money and that if you uh, are a selfless person and you put other people first, that in turn, you know, it, it just comes back full circle. And again, man, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate your passion. I know uh, when you're sitting on that side of the mic, you're like, oh, shoot, man, why can't I just keep it together? Uh, but no, I, I, I appreciate that. And um, I'm not the only one that gets choked up when we talk about something that we care about. There's a, there's a, there's a great quote out there. 
that says your why should make you cry, right? <laughs> I like it. Yep. And so when we're when we're involved in something that literally brings out our full spirit and our full and our full passion and our purpose, right? It, it, it's like, yeah, it's like we know that we're we're moving in the right direction. So for you on for you on a day to day basis, Drew, what is it? What is it that you do? What 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 habits? What routines do you have in your life that you uh, have adapted? That you've made a um, a necessity as a, as a part of your life and your day that that you know that ultimately sort of uh, sets you up for success and makes sure that you know you're going into each day. You know, what are those things that inspire you? Uh, I think the biggest thing that I've come to realize in the last few years is that time, you know, either could be our biggest enemy or our most valuable, uh, I would say possession, but it's not a possession, you know, we don't own time, and on the flip side, I feel that time shouldn't own us. Um, So one of the things that I have been doing as part of my routine is every day I get up, well, every workday I get up at 4.20, um, just before 4.30 kind of get the day going. I have my routine. You know, I take my apple cider vinegar shot and my chlorophyll. I take my, my vitamins. Uh, I would like to say I meditate every morning, but I'd say probably on average four, you know, <laughs> times a week, five times a week, which I'm all right with. Um, and, um, you know, on my off days, I'm still up, you know, around six o'clock and kind of getting the day going. Um, like I said, you know, we're only uh, given so many hours in a day and you know, I used to be one when I was in a dark place, you know, sleep until 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, not even wanting to get up. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's just kind of come full circle. And um, I realize, you know, that we can use that to our advantage. Um, so then once the day kind of gets going, I'm stopping by, if say I'm working in North Palm or I'm stopping by Jupiter, dropping off whatever they need over there for the day and picking up whatever I need to transfer to North Palm and making my stops. Um, on my days off, you know, I, I, I'm running around doing things for the shop, trying to uh, kind of work on the business rather than for the business, um, which has been kind of a battle of mine because I do like putting in, you know, the hours and whatnot throughout the day and showing face. And I don't like being one of those owners that, you know, isn't around and whatnot. Um, so it's kind of tough juggling, you know, a little bit of everything and wearing a lot of hats, but, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, so I think that's kind of. Uh, been a lot of help for me personally lately is kind of getting up early uh, getting things going early getting the meditation in you know quiet in my mind that's something that's been you know kind of crazy for me is my mind ever since I was a kid you know it's always running always 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 on Um, so that's been nice kind of not just always keeping it quiet but knowing when to and how to you know more so than anything Um, and it just kind of helps kind of throughout the rest of the day it just sets the day on the right tone and I wish I was a little better at working out in the morning, but uh, every day, everything in due time. Uh, but yeah, on a daily basis, you know, uh, it sounds pretty cliche, but it's one of those things, you know, as a business owner and as an entrepreneur and uh, a small startup, it, it literally is from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, you know, uh, if I'm not in the shop doing something, I'm, I'm doing something for the shop. Um, and like I said, I, I wouldn't have it any way. I, I'm very happy, you know, with the way things are. And I know for a fact that, you know, going about things this way will pay off in the long run. So just have that big picture in mind and just kind of grinding away at the moment. Has uh, this sort of natural sense of sort of soul and, and spirituality, have you always sort of felt that connection or is that, or is that more of a new part of your life? Um, I've always been very open-minded to it and that comes directly from my mom. Uh, My mom is 
been, she's literally the best woman I know, one of the best people <laughs> I know. Uh, she's a saint. Um, but she's kind of been about the whole holistic lifestyle and whatnot ever since, you know, I was, even before I could even realize what was going on, you know. And um, so she kind of is what inspired me in a sense when it comes to that side of things. Um, and then really just one of those things, I guess you could call it learning the hard way and uh, kind of living and learning. And um, there's, you know, no excuse for ignorance really. And when something's punching in the face over and over, you can either keep getting beat up or you can kind of adjust and adapt and figure out other ways to go about things. And um, so I, I think spiritually, um, I have definitely grown a whole lot. Um, I think that I am very proud of that more so than anything. Um, a lot of people are very close-minded, you know, and when it comes to spirituality and, and like you mentioned, your soul and whatnot and purpose and these things, you know, some people go their whole lives with not even sitting down for 20 minutes and really thinking about, you know, what is my purpose or uh, my, my spirit and, and my soul? What am I really into? What is, what is how am I gonna impact people, you know? Uh, some people spend their whole lives and not even really question that or, or take two seconds to consider it. Um, so I think that's one thing that I'm, I'm really, really into and really open to. Um, so besides my mom, I would also attribute a lot of that to uh, locally Kula Yogashala off of Tony Penna and Scott over there. Um, I have been fortunate enough, you know, to kind of travel for baseball even when I was hurt rehabbing on these assignments, kind of all these towns throughout the country, and uh, I literally was never able to find something that was on the same level as Kula uh, when it comes to the yoga and, you know, the whole spirituality end of things, and just kind of very mind-opening, and um, so that's kind of the two things that I, or the three things that I would attribute that to. Perfect. And and what is uh, the origin of, of Rocksteady, uh, of the name Rocksteady and what that means to you? Yeah, so people ask that quite a bit. Um, rock steady actually does have a few meanings uh, to me personally. Uh, first off, rock steady, you know, is a, a precursor to reggae and a genre of music that uh, is very old. Um, and going into rock steady, you know, uh, before I had opened up and in between, you know, my past venture and, and this one here, I. You know, I definitely wanted to do things differently, and I definitely saw it as an outlet to possibly branch off, you know, and do more things. So I wanted to tie in, you know, that reggae vibe of it. Um, and that's kind of where Rocksteady and on the music end of thing comes from. But then also kind of what we just touched on, you know. Um, Rocksteady to me is just to really sum things up. It's just, you know, staying consistent through the highs and lows of life and uh, the adversity and, and w what's thrown at you and just going about your business and not really, you know, being a roller coaster ride and just steadily cruising and, and getting things done. Awesome. And uh, I, I know we've, we've mentioned purpose uh, sort of a lot uh, in this interview. When you think about sort of your own individual sense of purpose, um, what's the language that comes to mind when you think about what your purpose is? Yeah, so when it comes to purpose, um, like I said, uh, the biggest thing for me is, is impacting others. And kind of at this point in my life, um, I really, you know, without trying too hard to be, you know, some kind of mentor or anything like that, I really would like to kind of, like I had mentioned about my staff and whatnot, but as many people as I can to help realize that 
you know, life is something else and life isn't always as we kind of plan it in our heads. And with everything that is going on right now in the world, not just in our country, but in the world. And, you know, there's a lot of darkness out there right now. And um, I just feel like there at the same time is a whole lot of hope if we could all just kind of sit down, you know, individually and, and get a. Uh, get kind of in a sense our minds right and realize that you know a lot of it is because it's driven by so much greed and and uh you know what's in it for me and uh how can i make another buck and you know when in reality i just feel like if we could just slow down realize what's really important help others out that uh in a sense like i said without even trying that stuff comes around full circle um and really just you know getting rid of the eye um and realizing you know uh, that we is a whole lot greater than me um, and that as as a whole as a team you know even as individually as individuals if we want to you know whatever we set our minds out to or, or whatever we kind of put our, our daily efforts into and and uh, you know that the positive visual visualization you know whatever it is that you want to accomplish you know I want people to realize you know that I am you know, honest to God, living, living proof that you can accomplish anything that you want to. Um, like I said, I don't have any college background. I by no means am book smart. Um, if you're willing to put in a little bit of hard work and, uh, and have the right intentions in mind, I truly feel that, you know, you can accomplish anything and get anything accomplished. And uh, I just hope that people, you know, can realize that. And, and I just hope to kind of not be a platform for that, but pass that on to to others no man that's uh that's super inspiring and uh and appreciated i know and, it, and it's again as soon as you guys opened you know it's being you know being an entrepreneur myself and a lot of times you know i'm always just i'm always curious about uh other businesses and you know i picked up an energy and i picked up a vibe and i was like ah oh, i need to i need to know more about <laughs> drew and rocksteady and uh so no it's just been great to uh to finally get a chance to sit down with you and and hear more about the business and hear more about your life um and is it true that every that uh whenever you're on a podcast the host of that podcast gets free acai bowls for life that's 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 still true right i, I haven't heard that one before we can make that happen <laughs> goes around comes around right <laughs> all right yeah we'll have to negotiate that one on the side um uh but drew man is hey, so appreciative of, of your time um and uh, for those who are listening I'll, I'll include links uh to the website and to the locations in, in the podcast uh notes um but uh yeah is uh, uh social media and things like that what's the best way for for people to find rocksteady drew so rocksteady um our website is rocksteadyjuicejoint.com our instagram is at rocksteady561 and our facebook is just rocksteady juice joint um I appreciate, you know, everybody and anyone who is listening. I appreciate you, you know, more than anything, having me here and giving me the opportunity to kind of share my story. I apologize for getting a little emotional. No, like I man, said, I, I, I get a little <laughs> passionate about things, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and, and I'm glad to be here. And, and like I said, I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Drew. Thanks for being on the Yap, and uh, hope you guys all appreciated uh, listening to that. Have a great day, everybody. There you have it, episode 91 of the Weekly Yes And Podcast. Once again, I want to thank Drew for taking the time to do that. And as you can see in the interview, uh, Drew is 
100% fully authentic and purposeful and passionate in not only retelling his story, but uh, the work that he's doing right now with Rocksteady and super supportive of that. So I'm so grateful uh, and appreciative for him taking the time and hopefully you all appreciated that as well. And everyone down here in South Florida, if you get a chance, make sure you stop in Rocksteady, say hi to Drew, get an acai bowl, get a smoothie, uh, get a fresh juice to go. It is definitely one of my favorite places to go because of the way I feel when I go there and just how delicious everything is. So there you have it, everybody. Episode 91. Make sure you check out 10 Days to Get Unstuck or Get Unstuck in Tech Day, 10 Days, whichever you want to call it, coming up on December 1st. And remember, Rock Friday. Ooh, how about Rock Steady Friday? How about Rack Friday, Friday, November 24th? Let's transform Black Friday into Rack Friday. Have a wonderful yes and day, everyone. Love you, Juju. After fear for atomic energy, cause none of them can stop the time. How long shall they kill our prophets? What?